Welcome to this podcast of the Sunday Message from Hope Gateway in Portland, Maine. We'd love to have you join us for worship Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., currently on Zoom and broadcast live on Facebook. Visit our website at hopegateway.com to learn more. Whether you live near or far, we hope you find this message to be meaningful. Wherever you are, join us in doing justice, loving kindness, and walking humbly with God. My name is Courtney Tabor. My pronouns are she and her. I hope no one is too frozen. Um, My oldest child is learning about expressive writing at school and he told me yesterday that um, um, you don't say I'm cold because that's boring. So instead you should say, I've turned into a block of ice. (laughs) So hopefully no one turns into a block of ice today. So when Ophelia asked me to preach during Advent, I um, agreed before thinking through it all that much. Um, And then when I realized that preaching during the third Sunday in Advent meant we were um, focusing on joy, I got a little bit nervous. Um, It's not that I don't have joy in my life to inspire me. I do. I have a lot of sources of joy and nourishment, and I'm grateful for that. But Um, The thing is, joy isn't exactly what I feel when I think about the world. Anybody else? Yeah. It's hard to feel joy when I think about raising my children in the midst of a pandemic, um, where millions are losing their lives, and where there's vast inequity and violence, and where the world is burning. Um, Instead of joy, I often feel plagued by what I can only describe as existential dread a lot of the time. And it often makes me wanna hide away in a little hobbit hole and pretend that it's not happening. Um, So joy, that weightless exuberance that the word implies isn't really a thing I feel particularly qualified to talk about lately. Um, But as I was preparing for today, I was thinking a lot about this and I came across a song that I've listened to several times in the past few months that reminded me that joy doesn't have to be exuberant, and a lot of times it isn't. The song is called um, My Joy is Heavy by the Banksons. Um, This song and the accompanying musical film production is this really beautiful um, piece about joy and grief coexisting in the same heart and in the same breath. The couple performing the song are singing about coping with a miscarriage in the middle of a pandemic and about what it looks like to feel pain and joy together all at once. One of my favorite things about the song is that in the recording, um, you can hear the lead singer, Abigail, both laughing and crying while she sings. And it's just such a raw and cracked open sound. Um, This unpolished singing makes me think about Mary with Jesus in her womb. When Mary learns that sh- about her pregnancy, she goes immediately to visit her cousin Elizabeth. Elizabeth, who's also pregnant, feels the baby in her womb leap for joy at Mary's arrival. And Mary is just overcome by this. And she breaks into song. And hang on, I really need, my fingers are a little numb, just a sec. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna try this, okay. so. Here's what Mary says, it's not working. 
Okay, this is from Luke chapter one. My soul lifts up the Lord. My spirit celebrates God, my liberator. For though I am God's humble servant, God has noticed me. Now and forever, I will be considered blessed by all generations. Um, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is God's name. From generation to generation, God's loving kindness endures for those who revere God. God's arm has accomplished mighty deeds. The proud and in mind and heart, God has sent away in disarray. The rulers from their high positions of power, God has brought down low. And those who were humble and lowly, God has elevated with dignity. Sorry. <clears throat> the hungry, God has filled with fine foods and the rich, God has dismissed with nothing in their hands. To Israel, God's servant, God has given help as, as promised to our ancestors, remembering Abraham and his descendants in God's mercy forever. Struggling to read here, apologize friends. Um, so this story doesn't talk directly about grief, right? But there's no doubt that there was a lot to grieve in Mary's world. Mary's child was born into a world with an oppressive and violent government and systems of vast inequity. But here are these two women, one considered too old to be pregnant and the other one young and unmarried and pregnant, women with no great status in a painful world. And here they are together, overwhelmed with joy. What if joy and grief don't simply coexist but when the grief is shared collectively, what if it then becomes the soil in which we sow our joy? The song Mary sings is not only joyful, it's imaginative and revolutionary. This is a song about overturning systems. This is not a frolicking in the meadow song. This is a marching in the street song, right? The powerful are brought down low, the humble are lifted with dignity. Mary is imagining, anticipating what can be done through God through the birth of her child, a baby who will flip tables someday. What did you say? Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank goodness for warmth. Um, <laughs> okay. So. Mary is imagining and anticipating what can be done through God through the birth of her child, a baby who will flip tables someday. When we can take our grief about what is going on in the world and share it together, rather than hiding in our tiny hobbit holes as I really wish I could do, there is great potential for joy planting. Just look what this young woman with no status was able to envision and to grow within her womb. One example of this collective grief and joy and dreaming is from one of my favorite books. It's called Disability Visibility, First Person Stories from the 21st Century. This book is filled with essays, testimonies, and speeches, all by disabled writers and activists, and is just profound. 
this book is not an easy one to read. People I've recommended it to have um, told me, sorry, this one's just too painful for me to digest. Um, although that kind of makes me want to say that's why you need to read it. <laughs> um, the book is full of grief about the violence against and oppression of disabled people. But amidst the collective grief of this book is this bold, imaginative, revolutionary joy and powerful dreams. One essay that I found particularly profound describes how centering queer and disabled voices in conversations about our environment could revolutionize the way that we address climate catastrophes. In another essay, the author Leah Lakshmi Kipsnasamharasinha describes her wild disability justice dreams by saying, even and especially when we are frozen with fear, we are still collectively dreaming, remembering the past to dream the future, we have always found each other. The seeds of our most radically imaginative joy are sown in soil of collective grief. If we can turn towards one another as Mary and Elizabeth do, with grief tending the seeds of our joy, just imagine what we, what new and beautiful things we can birth together. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. To hear more about Hope Gateway and to discover how together we can do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with God, visit our website at hopegateway.com.